Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. I'm Brad Anderson. I'll be your host today. Today we have with us John Yingling from Black Oak Heights. John, thanks for being here. Thank you. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit of an unusual duck. You know, early on in my childhood, my parents accepted the call to the mission field when I was around the age of six, I believe it was. They uh, went to an island in the South Pacific called American Samoa. Oh, wow. And so we spent uh, three, three and a half years there. Uh, so I had a little bit of unusual childhood, mm-hmm. and uh, then they came back here. My grandparents had moved from uh, the Illinois area, and so we came back here to Tennessee. That was our first time coming here, and so we were here for about a year getting our um, support built back up. So we went back for another three, three and a half years, and so uh, just just really enjoyed that and that experience. And so I had a little bit of a different childhood, a little bit maybe a little weird when I came back because I wasn't up with reality. I wasn't knowing what was trending and what was cool, but. Uh, <laughs> It was, you know, looking back on it now, I can definitely appreciate the, the difference that I had in, in uh, growing up and the different experiences and story that I have. So we moved back here and being in a home that's a Christian home, you know, you always feel that, that pressure that that's what you want to do with your life. And so I definitely felt that. And so as life went on, I just I, I just kind of warred with that, uh, de- deciphering between, you know, is this God or is this just my parents? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of I kind of ran from that a little bit, went to college and decided to take criminal justice because that was something that always interested me. I didn't want to be on the you know police force or anything like that. I definitely wanted to go federal. Right. Uh, saw the bonuses in doing that and, and wanted to do something a little different as well. So I kind of went did that. But uh, all through that, you know, in our household growing up, it was we were always church oriented. They were always ministry oriented, and that was their focus. That's you know their focus until uh, you know even now. And mm-hmm. so um, it was definitely in our home a lot. And so uh, we always served. I can remember. Even in high school, helping in a, in a second grade class on Wednesday nights, teaching uh, Master's Club and mm-hmm. doing all those things. And then when I graduated high school, my youth pastor incorporated me back into the youth group as a college student to help out with there and go to camp and, camps and do games and things like that. And so always had that influence, always was serving at church, you know, sound system, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever um, I was asked to work. You know, just always enjoyed that, but got to college and loved it. I loved criminal justice. I, I enjoyed all the things I was learning, but I still warred with that question back and forth, back and forth. And so when I graduated with my associate's degree, I had a, I had a ride to ETSU. Uh, I had a U- U.S. Marshals internship handed to me. Oh, wow. And so I was super excited about that, yeah. but I couldn't numb. I couldn't block out that question. And, you know, I didn't have my, my schooling going on to, to keep me busy or anything like that anymore. And so I, I realized I needed, to, I needed to settle it once and for all. Mm-hmm. And so along with some things that I, I think was God, uh, just closing doors and, and making me have to slow down and, and, and deal with things. I couldn't get an apartment landed for whatever reason. I couldn't get a job landed for whatever reason. There were some things with uh, my, my stuff going into ETSU that they were struggling with. And so I just took that as all warning signs. And I was like, you know what? I need to deal with this. And so I decided to take the semester off and just deal with it. So I prayed about it and was you know, seeking God on it. And uh, it was in that time that I came across uh, my wife, met her. We started talking. I kind of shared my burden, what was going on with my life right then, you know, just kind of opened up. You know, we, we ended up getting more serious and, and just kind of dealt with that. And then I just realized that I, I knew what God wanted me to do. I knew you wanted me to serve in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. I hit her father actually offered me a position as a youth pastor. Oh, nice. And so I was like, okay, you know, you know, let me pray about this. Let me think about that. And uh, 
you know, after after a while, I, I knew it was that was it. Uh, but I sat him down and I said, look, I said, I'll accept your offer. I'll get, you know, use this as an opportunity to get my feet wet in, in youth ministry and actually be, you know, on staff somewhere. But I'm not moving across the state to Middle Tennessee <laughs> as your daughter's boyfriend. Right. I said, uh, I definitely want to take it to the next level and I'd, I'd like to ask her permission to marry her. And so, you know, he, he accepted that. And uh, her mom was a little a little slower at it. She, she wasn't so sure about it. She thought we had been having a a side conversation that she wasn't a part of. And so, but she realized that, you know, she was, she was in, in, in the know. We, we got married and I moved to middle Tennessee and uh, took, took the job there. And I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. it. It was just, you know, criminal justice was exciting. I loved what we were learning. I loved, you know, the, the, the lights and the, you know, all that, but there's just something about knowing and having that peace. You know, there was times are hard. You know, I was working part-time there. The church couldn't afford me full-time. So I was working side jobs in a small town where, you know, one of the first questions they'd ask you is, who do you know? And I was like, and I've, I've never been in an interview where they would do that, but they right. did. And so, um, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, looking back on it, it was hard times, but we were in such peace because mm-hmm. it was exactly what I knew God wanted for me and loved it, made some lifetime friends and, and relationships. And then God kind of closed that door faster than I wanted it to. And I didn't understand that. And I, I struggled with that. Um, so we moved back to Knoxville. We, we found out, uh, there in the end, we had already kind of started leaning towards moving away and coming back to Knoxville. And we found out we were expecting my, my daughter. Oh, nice. And so we were like, yeah, I, you know, we need to go back to Knoxville. I know I can, I can take care of my family there, you know, at least not, not in ministry, but, um, working. And so we decided to come back here. Well, well, God totally broke us down. Like we were, we were broke and, you know, and I'm, I'm a newly married man. I'm trying to show my wife, I'm going to take care of her forever. And I, I just didn't have much money at all Yeah, and didn't have a place to go. And so here I am, you know, asking my parents to, if I could land at their house until I find somewhere in Knoxville for my pregnant wife and uh, us to live. And so super frustrated. Yeah. Um, I had been so excited to be where I was and, and yet it was all gone. I'd finally found that peace and yet it was, it was stripped away, you know, and, and nobody understood that the teens there, you know, we had several that, that didn't understand us leaving and it, it, it hurt them. I heard that pain later as, as relationships continued on and we were able to talk about it. So I just didn't understand. About six months later, uh, my mom passed away. And I realized that God did all that and he gave me 45 days of me being able to wake up mm-hmm. and have breakfast with my mother and be able to have that, 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 that those conversations and that, that relationship, just realizing that as everything settles that that God did that for me. He gave me that gift right. of, of being able to be with them. And and so just realizing what he did and, and you know, us being in Knoxville, being able to be there. And uh, so and just just really realized how, how great our God is. You know, even when times when we don't understand what he's doing, he's got a better plan than we'll ever have. Right. And so just going along with that and not fighting it. And so, you know, after, after the dust settled on that a little bit, I, I really just realized like, God, I'm not going to kick against you anymore. Like mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, <laughs> I, I need, you know, I realized that I'd, I don't know what's going on and I need to just trust in you. And so yeah. that, you know, that kind of kept us here in Knoxville. I uh, began working in furniture, um, been able to take care of my family well. And, and uh, we, we were at a church and we, we you know, all through this, we, we've served. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just our heart. So right. even in this, even though I wasn't being paid or anything like that, uh, we were very, you know, involved in our church. Uh, we went back to our church where I had grown up. Mm-hmm. And so I served with, along with my youth pastor again, it was really cool. Helped out in the children's ministry. We, we covered junior church and um, we went on the activities with the teens mm-hmm. and, and we were in classes with the teens taught when we needed to teach. And so just enjoyed it on that aspect. Just always had in the back of my heart that I would love uh, to get back into ministry, but just whatever God wanted. And uh, some things happened there and God moved us from that church. Um, we been began seeking a church a little closer in Knoxville. And uh, we, we went through multiple churches. 
now now our daughter's uh, five years old, and so we're looking into their children's ministry. We want to make sure she's landing in a good place and that she's they're teaching along with what we're teaching at home because we realize that's our job. And so we began looking, and God led us to Black Oak Christ Baptist Church, and, nice. and, and we loved it. Uh, just fell in love with the people, fell in love with uh, our pastor, Pastor Todd Stennett, mm-hmm. and uh, just what he was uh, pushing the church to do and, and the way he preaches God's word. And, and I just really fell in love with it. And uh, some things happened. And, and next thing I know, they're, they're asking if I'll fill a void. They, they didn't have a children's pastor at the moment. And they're asking if I would just kind of step in. Well, I had picked up a side job. I was working in furniture and uh, I had picked up a side job. Uh, working at Target, I told Carly Joe I was helping Santa Claus stock the shelves, <laughs> and uh, so I was uh, helping out with that. And then, um, you know, they, this opportunity came to me, and I was like, "Well, I'm already working a side job at Target. Yeah. What, what better to to be serving in a children's ministry where where I love and I know I enjoy?" Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went ahead and started doing that. Well, I thought I was just going to be a band aid. Yeah. I, I had no thoughts of anything else going on there, and so just was enjoying it. And then they approached me about, "Hey, would you be interested in doing, doing this full time?" And I was like. Well, yeah, but I mean, I wasn't, I, you know, I was a little caught off guard. I didn't expect that. And so uh, we began talking and uh, just really saw that, that God's will was in it. And they were really happy with the, you know, the work me and my wife had done mm-hmm. and, and uh, the, the other people that are involved there that we've worked alongside with and just great helpers there. And so we were like, oh, okay. And so we prayed about it and we definitely felt peace. And uh, here we are. We, we're loving every minute of it. That is such an awesome story. Now, how many how many kids do you have? I have two. You have two. Right? I have two. Yeah. So uh, Carly Joe is almost eight, and uh, you know they say add ten years, and that's what you're going to get when they're a teenager, and, and we're in trouble. But uh, <laughs> she's a sweetheart, and she, you know she's she's super compassionate. Uh, she cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's loving and and super smart. Yeah. I mean, just a little little too smart for her good sometimes. <laughs> but um, she's she's a great. She's been a great kid. And in fact, I, I saw my Facebook uh, reminders today that it's actually been one year today. Uh, since she was baptized at Black Oak. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yep. So, that's so super, awesome. super exciting day. Yeah. Good remembrance. Yeah. And then I've got another one. Uh, his name is Knox. He was born September of uh, 2019. And uh, he, he's been our surprise. You know, we had a we had a long journey with um, fertility things. You know, uh, my wife had a septated uterus. And so we actually had Carly Joe emergency C-section and lots of lots of issues there. And, uh, you know, Carly Joe has always been my, my little sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I shared with how my mom passed away and Carly Joe literally was born 10 days after she oh, passed. Wow. And so, uh, she's, she was our, she was our sunshine in that dark cloud and, and God just knew what he was doing there. She's always been that. She makes me sing, uh, you are my sunshine to her all the time. Cause I used to, <laughs> I told her I used to do it all the time when she was a little baby. And, uh, so she, she's had a phase lately. She, I have to sing that before she goes to bed, but, um, you know, Knox, Knox is coming to the world after uh, miscarriage and, and uh, fertility struggles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we finally just, we gave up on all the things that the doctors were saying and just kind of rested and, and just prayed. And even Carly Joe, I can remember her praying over and over again every night for mm-hmm. a sibling. Uh, God blessed. And yeah. God heard that prayer. And, and so when we weren't expecting it, we were expecting. <laughs> and so uh, Knox has come into our life and he has just been, He's a hoot. He's yeah. a, he's a little terrorist. He likes to tear everything up lately, but he is he is so much fun. They just they they both are just beams of light, and so oh, that's awesome. We're very blessed. I'm so excited for you. Let's talk about uh, children's ministry. Uh, let's. Uh, why don't you tell me uh, just um, some of the things that you've been successful at in in children's ministry? Some of the things that you've seen that have worked really well for you. Well, that's that's hard. One of the things I'm successful in is is who I married. My wife is definitely um, everything. Uh, she's she helps me. She. You know, the first thing we do after Sunday uh, lessons or Wednesday lessons or just classes or anything like that is she's my sounding board and uh, she always gives it to me straight. And so mm-hmm. I definitely couldn't do it without her. So I'm already winning by just having her by my side. 
Um, I would say my, my pluses is, I, I don't think anybody would say he's the greatest teacher. I don't think anybody would say he's uh, the greatest speaker or anything like that. But I, I would say my plus is going for me is relational. I think if we grabbed any one of our kids at Black Oak Heights, they would know that, that John and uh, Mr. John and Miss Carrie would, would loves them and, and that they mean something to us and we care for them. And, you know, we, we hear stories of what they're going through and we, we've got some very diverse uh, child stories. You know, mm-hmm. not, not all of them are born in homes with uh, mothers and fathers and, and, you know, adoptions or, or foster kids. And so we have a wide range there of, of who we're getting to minister to and with. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I would say definitely relational, just, yeah. just trying to make sure they know that we care and we want to know what's going on in their lives and pointing them to Christ and showing them that, that God's word is, is the answer. And one of the things I've been trying to push with them lately is there's, you know what, I've got a couple kids going through some stuff and I said, you know, it doesn't matter who tells you they love you or how they show you. I said, nobody will love you more than Jesus. Right. You know, remember that, that he will never fail you like others will just trying to get them to come to that realization. But I would, I would say definitely relational. And I'd say like being in children's ministry, it's probably the relationship is probably so key just because probably aren't getting too in depth uh, and to spiritual walks and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, it's probably good that you have that such a strong relationship because they know they can always turn to you if they have questions yep. and, yep. and that you'll, you'll spend that time with them. So that's, yep. that, that's awesome, man. Um, so asking you successful things, what are, what are some of the the biggest needs in children's lives that you find difficult uh, uh, to meet? You know, one, one of the big ones right now that's sticking out to me, you know, is really the only thing that jumps out is the need for family discipleship. Right. And, you know, we can say it over and over again. And, and sometimes, you know, I feel like people could take it as as uh, those in ministry are trying to get you know, use a cop out. It's not our job to to feed the flock and it's not right. our job to, to, to take care of all those cares and needs. But I, I truly believe that we've got to get families to realize that God didn't give me your children. God, God gave them to you. Right. This is your responsibility. Right. But giving them the tools and the equipment to do that, you know, and getting them to realize, hey, you know, we've, we've got them maybe three hours a week. Mm-hmm. If you if you bring them to everything that we have at our church, you, we've got them three hours maybe uh, with special events here and there. And so getting them to realize all that time that they have. And so one of the things that I've been really trying to push lately with our people is family devotions. Yeah. You know, uh, we've been trying to, we, we, we've got this um, great lessons that we're going through. We're going through the, the Bible, you know, and trying to do uh, book book by book and story mm-hmm. by story and trying to give them all the details, then sending that home, getting that in the hands of the parents of giving them exactly what they've heard, what, mm-hmm. what they're learning, and then having that time where their family sits down and has that conversation, reads right. over the lesson, reads reads the scripture, watches the little video that maybe we watched on Sunday and and getting those conversations happening because not only is it helping the family stay connected and grow on God's word and giving those opportunities, but it's also giving those kids that lesson over and over again to get it to sink in, you know, repetition. Mm -hmm. Um, They're in an age where they're soaking up everything, whether good or bad, Uh, getting them to hear that, that word of God again, definitely want them to take advantage of that. And so one of the things we've been doing lately is uh, we've been doing uh, family devotions uh, mm-hmm. challenge. And so we've been asking them for, to take a picture after they've had family devotions oh, and nice. post it on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. you know, and, and trying to make it fun. It's not just the fun part. It's it's getting them involved and, and kind of encouraging them along that line, you know. Well, and with COVID kind of going on, I'm, I'm sure you're facing some struggles of getting people the family time uh, information and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So what kind of approach are you taking? Because I'm sure... You know, I know a lot of churches right now aren't fully into going back to church. And I know we were kind of talking and you were saying that y'all are kind of finally getting back to 
almost normal yes, and whatever yes. we're considering yes. normal nowadays. But what are ways that you're kind of uh, getting the information to the families now? Well, uh, thankfully, we have we have an office, uh, awesome staff at our church, and uh, our office manager actually created and set up a, a church app. Oh, nice! And so uh, yeah. we've got that church app, and so we we've got a section in there. That, you know, our youth ministry has a section in there. The the choir has a section in there. So thing you know, opportunities where we can place things in there. And so we've been taking advantage of that lately. Of you know, making sure that the small groups lesson is is posted. Uh, making sure that. Uh, they have a full Cato worship spread of of me coming on there and explaining things, giving announcements, uh, mm-hmm. prayer requests, um, singing songs, and then having our lesson and watching our video and stuff all online. To where you know if if life happens, you know even yeah. even even besides COVID, if life happens, they have that. And so we really started pushing that during uh, this last phase through the holidays, uh, really setting that up. We did a lot of lives before that, uh, the original when we had had the original approach of COVID nineteen, uh, but right now we've been using a lot of the app. And just kind of making that um, set up there for them. And even as we've come back, we're continuing to do that because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's still quarantining going on from schools. And right. so the families are respecting that and not coming to church. And uh, we're thankful for, you know, their, their safety uh, for the others and stuff doing that. And just making sure they have the opportunity so that if nothing else, if, if one child misses and mm-hmm. they're able to watch that at home, they're, they're right there with what we're going to. Because we are taking approach of story by story and, and, and book by book right. that they don't miss a beat. Right. They, they can come right back on the next following service or whatever. And they know exactly what the other kids know. You know, everybody talks about how awful like COVID is and, and everything. And, it, and don't get me wrong, it is. But it's also been kind of a blessing, I think, because I hear people getting creative in the mm-hmm. ways to getting content yes. and stuff like that. And that's just awesome to hear that you guys are still able because, you know, when it when this goes away and, you know, it looks like it's starting to and we're very thankful for that. But, you know, new things are always going to be coming and it's awesome that you guys are able to adapt and find new ways to meet the needs yes. of the children. So that that's 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 awesome. That, that, that's I love hearing that. Um, so let me ask you, what is, uh, what kind of challenges do you find when planning events and, and everything? And let's say not in the COVID world, let's just say <laughs> just normally, you know, what are some, uh, uh challenges? Uh, I would say anybody listening would have to say top of the list, uh, volunteers. Um, you know, <laughs> that it, is very, popular, you know, not, yes. not to be negative or anything like that, but you know, I, I can remember growing up and hearing my parents go, you know, we, we've got to go and do it because you know, there's not many people right. doing this and doing that. And so, uh, you know, I've always heard that growing up and, and as I've gotten older and, and started helping and seeing things, you know, you, you definitely see that. And mm-hmm. with COVID in mind, it, it's not helped. It's, it's definitely made it harder. You know, uh, those people that may have served before are now worried about things and so, or, or have, you know, actual concerns about it. And so it's a, it's a definitely a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime an, an event is coming up, you're, you're, you're like, man, I hope we have enough people. To, you know, this is great ideas. This is a great opportunity, but I hope we have enough people to back it up because you know we can only be in so many places. But I would definitely say that that would be the hardest. You know, I, I love the other parts of of creating a a great atmosphere and creating an event that that draws people. And I definitely, you know, always making an opportunity to where we're sharing the gospel. And, you know, never missing that opportunity. But I would definitely say, in, in this, I, I think all along the time, but especially now, volunteers is is yeah. my worry. I, that is a very popular answer, volunteer. But you know, it, it, you know, I just want to throw this in. It, it really does rise on leadership, you know. And I take mm-hmm. that responsibility of people do a better job when they care. Right. You know, it, it's one thing to come and fill an, fill a spot, you know, just because of uh, you feel like you have to. But finding those people that care and desire to help and letting them see the focus, letting them see why, and, you know. And, and so it really rises. I, I, I take that burden mm-hmm. personally, you know, to that you know, if, if people are not jumping on board, then. I mean, I, I need to share my vision a little better. I need to right. share what God's given me to, to get them a little bit more involved. So it's 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 a twofold thing. So that's a really good point. 
How does taking your group like away from home impact uh, your group? Uh, I think it's 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 a blessing. Um, you know, and I've tried to create this atmosphere a little bit in our children's ministry. We have some great parents, but you just get a different child when mm-hmm. their parents are around. Uh, and not just their parents, their home life, whatever it may case may be. And so we've tried to make that atmosphere a little bit in, in the fact of who we grab to help. You know, we, we really push and ask our, our college students to step in and help out in events and, and also in Sunday school and things like that. Um, we do have parents and adults that help out. But creating those atmospheres and, and, and taking them away opens up a, a time to be relational to right. uh, not only get to know them. You know, they, they see me for two hours on Sunday along with all the other helpers we have. They see me one hour Wednesday nights, you know. And so it's easy to come in and do our thing, you know, stay normal and, mm-hmm. and, and leave. But it's another to be somewhere for three days, you know, like we came here for camp last right. year. And to have that time where they're they're pulled out of the distractions of life and just being able to get to know them better so right. that you know how to come across to them, to teach mm-hmm. them, uh, to get their attention and things, you know, and help them in, in ways that you're seeing that are popping out to them and, and coming alongside their parents and helping them out and you know, struggles that you come across that they know already because they they have them at home. And so, but definitely that taking away that distraction atmosphere of, you know, no phones, no tablets, no Mm -hmm. um, school, you know, home lives, because some of them have home lives that are distracting and, you know, taking away that to where, to where God has, has free reign to speak them to, you know, we, the, the scripture talks about, you know, pausing and, and being quiet and still and listening for that still small voice. And I definitely think taking them away into an atmosphere that like you guys create here at Carson Springs creates that atmosphere to, to where God can have that voice that maybe he doesn't have with all the distractions going on in their life. And so I definitely see the bonuses in that, in that way. All right. Where do you see children's ministry trending? I know this is kind of a, a weird question with, cause there's so much uncertainty, but I think you, you know, maybe you can kind of see where it's going. So what do you think? You know, in that in that time, we were looking for a church, and and uh, we went around. It, it was it was really you know we were we were kind of frustrated, uh, to be honest, because we we found some great churches along the way, but we just did not feel God's peace. And uh, you know, if you've ever been to our church, it's kind of hidden, and mm-hmm. so that was one of the last churches that we ended up visiting <laughs> because uh, we just didn't know about it. And it was it's a cool story how we got there, but we just hadn't found it. And so I, I got to see a lot of different children's ministries, got to right. see a lot of different services. And so I did enjoy that aspect of it. And I was frustrated at the time because I was like, God, I'm I'm ready to get planted back in. I'm, I'm ready to get involved in my church. I'm ready to be you know a servant for you. And, and so I was frustrated that it was taking some time to do that because at the end of the day, I was just like, let's just kind of like opening a book and running your finger and saying, okay, pick this one. You know, we we're kind of getting to that point. But definitely looking back now, I see kind of how God may have used that uh, to where we had eyes on different children's ministries, different styles. And, you know, some some I feel like worked and some I don't. And so definitely, definitely gleamed from a lot of those. You know, and I was thankful for the opportunities where children's ministries allowed me to go and sit with my child to right. to make sure this is where I want my child to be going. And and so appreciated that. But I definitely got a trend of, you know, and I, again, I don't want to be negative, but because there has to be an aspect of this to draw, but entertainment, the flashy to, to you know, this, this event, that event, and, um, you know, just, just keeping them entertained. And, you know, and, and this day and age, that is definitely a struggle, you know, mm-hmm. because our, our kids are consumed with Netflix and YouTube and all those things. And so we're definitely warring against that attention grabber. And so we definitely have to meet people where they are and uh, be all things to all men. But it's, you know, there were several times where I felt like it was too far. And so, you know, definitely trying to entertain that that generation and by getting them to come back because you're having this event or you have these games or whatever to draw them to get the families there, they were just missing the point. 
and you know the the whole they could they could get that anywhere else in the world. You know we we have uh, main event in Knoxville if they if mm-hmm. they want to go hang out with their friends and have fun and laser tag and bowl. Yeah, they can do that there. But this is this is church. We're setting aside this time to come and focus on God. And you know we we had touched on it just a little bit in the, in the beginning, but. You know, I'm a firm believer that our children are, are smarter than than we maybe give them. They they are sponges. They're soaking things right. up. And so, you know, I, I feel if somebody came and sat in on our lessons and things like that, we, we do get a little bit more in depth, I think, than the normal. And that's just kind of a conviction of mine to give a little bit more than maybe they can handle. But, you know, I do have a wide range of K-5 to 5th grade in my in my area. Uh, that's how we have it set up. And so, you know, I definitely don't expect the little kids to get maybe some higher points. But understanding the story, what's being taught, and the idea there, and why God was allowing, you know, for, currently we're going and watching the the Israelites through Egypt right now, or we're following along in our in, in the Bible about all the things that they've gone through and how they back and forth, back and forth with God. You know, one minute they're thankful and they're cheering and singing, and next minute they're complaining. And so, uh, definitely pointing out those points and putting it on them, helping them realize: Do we complain? Do we do those things? And and so just trying to get them more in depth understanding that the old testament's not there just there for kicks and giggles <laughs> that god had a point for it right. and it all leads up to uh what we're about to focus on when it comes to easter mm-hmm. it was all about him bringing it back to uh the original way in genesis he wanted that relationship he wanted us to be with him and yet we allowed sin to come in and, and destroy that i try every lesson to point out the gospel in that focus you know in in the eyes of whatever story we may be in uh that the gospel's there it's right. present and so giving something to those older kids to take besides the, the Bible lesson that they may have heard four or five times already in their life. But I, I definitely think that trending, it, it's, you know, the entertainment, it's getting them. In, and, and again, there, there's a place for that. And that's that's between that, that church and, and the Lord uh, deciding on that. But we definitely want to draw them, but we want to draw them for the right reasons, too. John, man, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate the um, invite. Man, it's uh, I've really enjoyed this. Uh, to our audience, thanks for listening to to this podcast. You know, we, we really are thankful for for you guys tuning in and listening. Uh, and if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a comment or follow us. This is a great resource, and uh, we're we're really appreciative of everyone who listens. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any questions or for us or or John. Uh, you could always email us at ccinfo@tnbaptist.org. Uh, until next time, uh, I hope you look for an opportunity to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.